right, everybody, we are live. We are back in action. Football is back in action, boys and girls, and the Power 32 podcast has got you covered. With me today is a man you know well and has been covering the NFL for decades. Yeah, decades, for real. He is the founder of Pro Football Guru, NFL writer and historian who's involved in so many different dynamics of the league. It's ridiculous. So, you know what? Best place to go find his work, go to www.profootballguru.com, the great Russell Baxter is in the house. I'm so pleased, my friend. Great to see you. How are you? I'm doing great. Just back from uh, Canton, Ohio, another stirring uh, Hall of Fame ceremony. If you didn't get a chance to see some of the speeches, I would implore you uh, to not only watch, all of them are terrific, um, Tony Baselli, and really find the Bryant Young speech, which was incredibly powerful. Absolutely. And as you know, me, I'm a huge 49er fan. So I was into that. Um, Definitely gave a very, very powerful speech. You're right. And you got to be there and you got to see the wonderful 27 to 11 game, I guess, (laughs) between the Raiders and Jaguars. Yeah. Once once Jason, they got started, we were delayed 35 minutes because of the weather. That's right. right. And, uh, you know, it was I'll just throw this out. It was very interesting about that game. I want to say seven of the first 11 offensive plays by the Raiders featured Josh Jacobs. I'll just leave it at that. Very interesting, and we will leave it at that because that is definitely a tease right there. Very interesting, even though even though uh, McDaniel says no trade, but we'll see. You don't use somebody like that so much. <laughs> I don't know uh, what you kind also, of- also don't not pick up the fifth year option and then feature a guy in the first preseason game. This is what I'm talking. This is why you're here. This is why you're here. I'll tell the people exactly what's going on behind closed doors. I love it. I appreciate it. Beautiful. All right, well, speaking of beautiful, I'm here down in Florida where it's not beautiful at the moment because it's that hot, smuggy time of the, week, of the year, but it will get there. Our winter is like everybody else's summer. So um, let's start with the Dolphins then. There's a lot of hype around here. I'll put it like this simply. New head coach comes in, as you know, I'm very familiar with Mike McDaniel from the Niners. Are the Dolphins a playoff team this year? I think they will be. Um, you know, they have progressed, and it's, it's, it's tough now when you have as many teams in the playoffs, now seven per conference. Um, have back-to-back winning seasons, and neither one of them result in a playoff appearance, okay? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, with all the new rules and, and all that, uh, you know, 10-6 and six and then 9-8. and eight. Uh, Last year they got off to a, a miserable start. Uh, then they got their act together. They got whomped by Tennessee later in the year. Um, the defense is coming along um, offensively. Very excited about Tyreek Hill. It's hard not to. Just get the ball in his hands and so on. And Teron Armstead at left tackle is a big upgrade for them as well. So I think they will be a playoff team. Absolutely. I love the answer right there. You know, I'm not a Dolphin fan just because I live here, but I totally agree with you for all the reasons that you mentioned. And I'm sure that if you had more time to go on, you would point out even more. So I love it. Yeah, I, I like it. I think they're a playoff team. I agree. Uh, the Jets, probably not so much. But what's holding them back, in your opinion, or what do you see as their obstacle ahead? Is it the quarterback, the coach? Is it something else? Or do you think that well, they are on the right? learning. You've got a second-year quarterback. You've got a second-year NFL head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you have a GM in Joe Douglas. It's done a terrific job the last couple of years bringing right. in talent. But, you know, it, it takes time. Melt. I know it's, it's, it's easier said than done um, resurrecting teams. But on the other hand, I will remind people that last year, three teams that finished in last place in 2020, made the playoffs in 2021, the Bengals, the Eagles, and the 49ers. That's right. How about you see? That's what I'm talking about. That's going to lead me to another another thing I'm going to ask you about later. You just can't count out teams. 
don't know what's no, going to happen. You can't and you, you can't count. Listen, listen, we've seen teams in the last couple of years start eleven to zero, right, and fade down the stretch. Okay, Cardinals, we've seen teams right. get off the you know have long losing streaks and then catch fire. Um, you know, it's a very unpredictable league, but you got to have the right pieces. You know, when I say it's not easy to turn things around, it's certainly not easy to turn things around when you're making constant changes and you're a Jets team that owns the longest current and playoff drought in the league. They haven't been there since 2010. Wow. Wow. That's right. The Mark Sanchez and Rex Ryan days. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And far, we got to go back. Jeez. Wow. Very good. Right. I love that. That's great insight right there, my man. How about the Buffalo Bills? Now, they are stacked. And a team that was in the AFC Championship two years ago could have been there again last year, and maybe even more than that. So this is kind of like a two-handed question over here. The Bills, but more about Josh Allen. Like, I see him as being, like, I, I don't know. I don't want to get too crazy, but like a, you know, a modern day Elway or something like that, or maybe even better. I don't know. Right now, I think he's easily a top five quarterback in the league. What do you think? I agree with that. Um, but I don't know if that's enough for Buffalo to do huh. what they need to do. Okay? okay. They've been in a play. You know, we, we went a long time. The Bills couldn't make the playoffs. Now they've been there for the last five years. Right. The thing that was most interesting about the Bills this offseason is they revamped the offensive line and really redid their entire defensive line. Okay. For as good as they were statistically, they picked an awfully interesting time to give up their most points and most total yards in a game against Kansas City. Mm -hmm. Um, And this Bills team defensively, and this is a big thing with me. I look at the rankings, Bubba. The thing I look at the most is rushing defense. Okay. Because if you can run the ball on the team, you can control tempo. And I think Jonathan Taylor is still running through the Buffalo defense that afternoon. (laughs) Um, they got pushed around by the Colts, absolutely pushed around by the Colts. Uh, New England had the same problem later in the year. If you can't stop the run, you're not able to stop a lot of things. The other team can play action pass, et cetera. Now, I think that's why they went out and did what they did. And they also made a very smart move getting Von Miller. Um, just case in point, Von Miller has played his last, would be his last seven postseason games, 2015 with the Broncos. 2021 with the Rams last year, nine sacks. Oh, he is a bad boy. And they paid him a lot of money to go over there and do exactly mm-hmm. they that. They did. They paid a lot of money, but he's kind of, you know, but let's make sure he's around come playoff time. That's Not what you want. Absolutely. Just like with the Rams, it was like a gift for them last year, you know, mm-hmm. getting that so late in the season and how the way things have worked out. Yeah. And as you say, you got to stop the run. People think the Rams, that's the way that they won football games last year in the playoffs. They stopped the run, and they were able to get their run game going. That's on the top for another time. But let's close out the AFC East with the New England Patriots. Can they win with these with a lack of offense, pretty much? You know, can they win Bill, Bill Checkian style? Well, you know, it's not like they didn't go out and spend money on weapons last year. You know, John New Smith and Hunter yeah. Henry and Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar – you know, Bill Belichick did a good job restocking the offensive talent last year. He still struggles to get wide receivers in the draft. Mm-hmm. But to me, Kendrick Bourne is a very, very underrated player. And I, I think Hunter Henry is primed for a very, very big year. Uh, he's another guy who's had a little problem staying healthy and so on. But again, New England down the stretch. Buffalo pushed him around a couple of times late in the year. The Colts, John, I mean, I know Jonathan Taylor ran through everybody. But he had a field day against them on a, in, in a primetime game as well. So New England started slow, had that, what, I think, seven or eight game winning, winning streak in the middle of the year, and then kind of, you know, stay in the course. They were not able to stay the course. They made the playoffs, um, but did not win a playoff game, and that's fine. You know, that's something 
little unusual for Patriots fans, I guess, to get, uh, you know, used to. And so, I mean, they've now lost the last two times they were in the playoffs. They lost initially out to the Titans in 2019 when Brady was still there. It would pick six in that game, remember? That's right. And and then this this 30-point loss at Buffalo. So um, the AFC East is very intriguing. Um, I think New England and Miami will push Buffalo. Whether they unseat them or not, I think is a different story. Okay. All right. I like that. All right. AFC, AFC East action so far. Okay. Let's get to the North right now. And that's another division that people are talking about because Lamar Jackson and that whole team getting healthy, Baltimore Ravens. But are they too reliant on Lamar Jackson? Like, I mean, okay, we saw what happened when he went out last year and, you know, Huntley did a pretty good job for the most part, but are they too reliant? Are they too Lamar Jackson centric, the Ravens? Well, I think they are offensively, but the, the, there were two things that happened to the Ravens last year. First off, they lost all their running backs during the preseason yeah. to injury. They also lost Marcus Peters for the year. They're one of their standout cornerbacks. Okay. Then middle way, midway through the year, they lost Marlon Humphrey. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever think you'd hear a sentence where you'd hear the Ravens gave up the most passing yards in the league? Wow. That's just, no, not, not in my, not in my lifetime, not in this modern day Ravens. Yeah. Right. And that was, and you combine that with the fact that I think at times John Harbaugh last year probably went for it for a two point conversion a few times too many now. And I think his hands were kind of tied because uh, they, they were a limited team offensively and so on without Lamar Jackson. So they, you know, they had a couple games where I want to say they lost two or three games by one point. That's and, right. Uh, fin- wound up finishing up. They were eight and three and lost their last six games. Okay. At one time they were the proverbial top seed in the AFC. Okay, mm-hmm. but by the way, you'll never get me if the season ended today thing. We don't. I, that's not in my vocabulary. Okay, <laughs> they, were, right. they had gotten off to a good start, but eventually um, the injuries in the back defensive backfield. I think what really cost them, and actually in some ways, it cost Don Martindale's job. So that's yeah, that's a great call right there. It really wasn't obviously not his fault when you have Le'Veon Bell as your third stringer. That says a whole lot of weird things to you right there. But uh, well, I yes. will say this: um, you could make a case the Ravens had the best off season in the league this year. Right. Just by getting their guys back. (laughs) Marcus Williams, they brought in, um, that's a good one. The the center from Iowa, uh, Kyle. I think he got hurt. Lyndon Lyndon bomb, right? I heard he got hurt in practice, but I'm sure he'll be fine. I I, I haven't heard that, you know, I've been in Canton for a week. Right. I know you're stuck in the hall of fame land. I'll trade places with you. Anytime you come live in the swap, I'll go out there for a week. I'm cool. Man. (laughs) So we know what to probably expect from the Ravens. They're going to get healthy. They're a great organization. We expect them to tell yes. be relevant, no doubt. Um, are the Bengals going to be relevant again? Or did they kind of catch lightning in a bottle? What are your thoughts on that? Well, their free agency roundup was basically three offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alex Kappa, um, Leo Collins, right. and um, Ted Karras. So they Karras. rebuilt the right side. Now, it's still hard to believe that – Joe Burrow was sacked 70 times last year, including the postseason, and they managed to be be competitive in the Super Bowl. Um, and, you know, I've heard people say, wow, you know, how good is Joe Burrow? You can get to a Super Bowl with a subpar offensive line. And my response to that was, but you didn't win the Super Bowl. Mm. Okay. And that's mm-hmm. more important than getting to the Super Bowl. And I've asked this trivia question, so I'll ask you. Who spent more time in the Cincinnati Bengals backfield in the second half of Super Bowl 56? Joe Burrow, Aaron Donald, or Von Miller? That's a great question. I'd probably say Aaron Donald. 
yeah, well, Von Miller wasn't far behind. I can tell you that. Okay, you are. I love it. The second half of that game, and that's why. The, remember, Matthew Stafford threw two picks in that game. Okay? Yes, right. In seventeen, so and so. They needed that defense to, you know, other than giving that, that big play on the blown coverage and so on, they really controlled the tempo of the second half. And, and Joe Burrow late in the game after the, the Rams took the lead, I mean, he was really under fire. So yeah. um, Aaron Miller got a big raise. I'm sorry, Aaron Donald got a big raise. Von Miller got big money. You think oh. somebody wasn't watching the Super Bowl? <laughs> you hit it dog man i love it so smart nailed it right in the head excellent i cannot wait to see what's going to go on with that team this year i'm very very intrigued i'm also intrigued by the steelers every year russell every year they just seem to find a way to win now with mitchell trubisky or kenny pickett i don't know who it's going to be but again can they make a playoff run can they be in the playoffs again well, I think with it, they're de- I'm more curious about their defense than their offense, to be honest. Okay. With you. Remember, you oh. know, t- you know, Keith Butler's not any- there anymore. Terrell Austin was with the team last year as an assistant. He's been promoted, but they also added Brian Flores. Okay. Yes. And yes. I think everybody knows what Brian Flores, along with Bill Belichick, did defensively up in New England. Mm-hmm. Um, I know things didn't work out with him in Miami, and that's a whole separate issue that you could do a whole three hours on and so on. But <laughs> I'm going to be curious to see what they do. I mean, T.J. Watt, um, Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, they gave um, him a lot of money, right? Lou is going to come back. Stefan Tewitt is retired. They got still have Cameron Hayward. Can yes. Devin Bush be healthier than he was last year? Such an odd dynamic with the Steelers last year. Last year was the fifth year in a row they led the team, led the league. We're tied for the league leading sacks. And meanwhile, no team in the league gave up more rushing yards than the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal how these things happen, right? Go ahead and try to figure that out. It makes no sense. But they got the players. They got the coaches, like you just mentioned. So it, it, it can be there for the taking. But, again, in the tough there division. There one noticeable absence on that roster this year, um, yeah. Jason. And, yes. of course, for the first time since 2003, there will not be a Ben Roethlisberger with the oh, organization. So Nope, nope. And nobody's going to be wearing number seven. That'll be held up in the rafters one day. That is it. He earned it. You know, three Super Bowl appearances, won two of them, even though the first one, you could probably give that more to the defense and Heinz Ward and that beautiful run by, what was it, Fast Willie Parker back in the day? Oh, my goodness. Jeez, dating myself over here. All right, what about the Cleveland Browns? Um, should they go after a quarterback now because of the not sure admits, again, it's not a word, I'm just making crap up of the Sean Watson. And they, they, listen, they definitely have a really good team, I believe. I don't think they're a playoff team now because I feel there's too much discombobulation going around there. But what is your overall, I don't know, what would you do if you were their GM? Would you go for a quarterback? Would you say, you know what, let's ride it out with Percet and let's just see what happens when we get the Sean back? Yeah, I think I'd ride it out with Percet because, I mean, right. you know, along with Baker Mayfield last year being inconsistent and injured and, you know, there's so many so many, and then the, you know the rumors you hear about the disharmony, um, him not getting along, the team being there. Who knows what the real truth is? Is mm-hmm. um, that was a pretty stacked team last year, and unfortunately for them, Jason, there weren't a lot of games where the offense and the defense played complementary football. Okay, mm-hmm. they went out to the to Los Angeles and I think scored forty two points on the Chargers and lost forty seven forty two. Okay. Right. Very and weird. Other teams where they held a team defensively and they couldn't get in the end zone. So there was not a lot of complimentary football in that regard. And that's more than just Baker Mayfield. That's the defense not necessarily living up to billing and so on. So they, they're a good team in the trenches. Um, 
defensively need to be a little more consistent. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the storylines of the season is going to be this. Which division is better, the AFC West or the AFC North? Mm, I'm I'm right there with you. I think they both have that potential. Who's going to get more wins? Well, it'll be interesting. See, here's the funny thing I hear. This is another thing I hear fans and other people discuss and say, well, Jacoby Brissett, I mean, I'll, I'll just use the name. I'll say Mitchell Zubisky. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. He's the fourth best quarterback in the division. <laughs> um, people, a whole division can now win, make the playoffs. You do. I hope people right. remember that. That's An right. Entire the division can now go to the playoffs. That's certainly true. And wow. Couldn't right now. Just one more extra team. Now it's absolutely possible. And I know I had dreamt about that last year with the Niners, but. Seattle just fell right off. I'm like, okay, fine. You guys go right out. You know, we'll take over over here. I didn't expect that from Seattle last year at all, but that was a nice surprise for me at the very least. All right, let's hit up uh, the AFC South. Um, who do I want to start with? Um, how about the Colts? I'm a weird Colts fan. I always have been for some reason. Maybe it was because of Peyton Manning before. I don't know. But are they the best team on paper? And do you think that they'll probably be the best team and win this division overall? Well, you know, last year they were very erratic. Um, and both offensively and defensively. Gus Bradley's the new defensive coordinator taking over from Matt Eberfluss. I think they get a very proven commodity in Matt Ryan. They have the NFL's leading rusher uh, in Jonathan Taylor. Uh, they have an offensive line that was a little hurt. You know, uh, Quentin Nelson, who is all-world, um, <laughs> actually missed a little time last year. For the first time in his career, Mark Lewinsky is now with the Giants. So little tweaks here and there. I'll be curious to see what they do on defense uh, Yannick Nagakwe is now a part of the team. They got him in a trade yeah. with, with the Raiders um, for Rakyan Sin. Um, right. They look very formidable defensively, and Gus Bradley's always done a lot, especially with the 4-3 scheme that he plays and so on. So I think we might see the defense have to carry things a little bit early on. Um, you know it'll be a good year if they can finally beat the Jaguars on the road. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's, and I got to, that includes a game in London, but that streak goes back six or seven years. That, okay. That's just something. It, there's something real there, that, right? That, well, there's, yeah, something- there's, a, there's a matchup thing there and stuff like that, which is kind of odd because the Jaguars have gone through so many different changes the last, I mean, last year alone, they went through so many different changes with Urban Meyer starting the season, not finishing the season. But yeah. I just look at, I think Chris Ballard's one of the premier GMs. Uh, I think Frank Gregg. Um, is a solid head coach, but I mean, they had, listen, they had the Buccaneers on the ropes and let that game get away from them. Yep. Um, you know, Carson Wentz through, for lack of a better word, a Kyler Murray like interception um, <laughs> late in the game against the Titans. And so on. they got it. They got to relearn how to beat the teams in their own division. And they haven't been steady with that in a couple of years. It's odd to think that the Colts have not won the AFC South since 2014. Is that right? Really? I didn't even know that. No kidding. I didn't. Yeah. Wow. They've been in the playoffs a couple of times since they, but they won the division. And that was the year Andrew Luck, uh, they lost to the Chiefs in that crazy playoff game, right? Was no, that like- 2014, they made it all the way to the AFC title game. Oh, okay. That was the year before. Yeah, them. 2013 is when they beat the Chiefs in that wacky 45-44. What a Andrew game. Luck picks up the fumble and dives into the end zone. And right. <laughs> one, one of Andy, right, and one of Andy Reid's many, Postseason nightmares. I'll just yeah. it. 
Yeah, no kidding. Wow. All right. Um, I'm with you with the Colts. Yeah. And uh, Darius Leonard's going to have to be that quarterback in that 4 3 scheme. Uh, he's good. pretty damn good. He is. Yeah, he's on, oof, what yeah. a player, right? He, he yeah. could do everything. I mean, four yes, spots, interceptions. He could do it all. Guy's unreal. Uh, but the Titans uh, were the division champs last year. And actually, they were the number one seed overall going into the playoffs. And now people have them just falling, 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 falling all the way down. Do you see it as that drastic, or where do you have the middle of the pack? What do you think? No, I, I still think they're probably the second best team in that division. And so I yeah. think Houston, Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville, by the way, I'll jump ahead here. I think Jacksonville will be very improved. Oh, okay. Um, I think Houston's got some nice pieces, and I, but I think Houston's going to finish last. I think Jacksonville's going to escape the basement for the first time in, in, in a couple of years. I'm, I'm big on Doug Peterson. Okay, Me We too. saw what he did in Philadelphia. He took a last-place team. In Philadelphia, albeit they were seven and nine, they weren't, you know, you know, double-ditch losses. And mm-hmm. a year later, they won the Super Bowl and they beat New England. So, uh, Doug Peterson to me has proven to be a pretty solid head coach and overcame totally. a lot in Philadelphia. My, I mean, my goodness, he had a starting quarterback who was having a MVP-like year and was all said and done. Their offensive line crushed the Patriots in Super Bowl Fifty Two. Oof, unbelievable. That's right. Again, Nick Foles being their backup quarterback. Like you said, Doug Peterson, he, you know, people compare him to Frank Reich in a lot of different ways. And I think that's a good comparison. And I think that's a quality comparison. I like that, you know, backup quarterbacks for a long time in the league and become head coaches. And both have done pretty good in their own right so far. And that with Peterson. Um, yeah, I love that. I think Jacksonville, I'm with you just wrapping up the division. I think they definitely take a few steps forward. Houston, what do you think of Davis Mills real quick before we move on to the West? I like what I see out of Davis Mills. I yeah. just wonder if they have enough around him other than Brandon Cooks. That's it. Who is like- quietly, I mean, he gets traded every year or two. Unreal. But you look at what he's done statistically. He's a former first-round pick. He produces everywhere he goes. Everywhere yeah. he goes. He's, he's been a yep. very, very solid performer. Why he keeps on getting traded, who knows? Probably because he's a solid performer and you can actually get something for him. Yeah, right. Um, but you know, he's played on some very good teams. He's his numbers are his numbers are kind of unsung, to be honest with you. And I think he'll probably have another big year with Davis Mills, but I think you have to like what you see with them. And Lovey Smith will do some stuff with the defense. Yes. Okay. You know, I I think people forget Lovey Smith's the Super Bowl took a team to the Super Bowl. Um and right. rather their starting quarterback was Rex Grossman. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Very forgettable Super Bowl. So really Devin has to taken it back. First thing. That was amazing. That was unreal to watch in in the rain, no less down in Miami. Oh, I was, I was front and center. I was in in the auxiliary press box for that one. So (laughs) had to witness all that rain. Oh man. Wow. Okay, great. I love it. I love it. All right. So let's uh, wrap up the AFC with the AFC West. You alluded to it. Craziest division could be the best division in football. Time will tell on that. Starting out with the Chargers and Brandon Faley, I'm going to call him that until he proves be better. He's got to do – look, when you have that kind of roster, there's no excuse for not making the playoffs this year and not beating the Raiders the last game of the season. There's so many games that he contributed so much to the loss. Can he just learn to do the right thing? Does he need somebody in his ear? All it is for him to make the right decision, and the Chargers could have been I don't know where last year. Well, you know, that's a team that uh, – go back to 2018 – um, when they were tied for the best record in the AFC. But, yeah. of course, Kansas City won the division, so they were relegated to a wild card. They went to Baltimore and beat the Ravens, and then they got smacked around by the Patriots, who eventually won the Super Bowl that year. Uh, you can make a case the last three years this team has kind of underachieved or um, been inconsistent, you know, so regardless of the coach. 
Um, now, now have a different quarterback with Justin uh, Herbert and, and so on. Defensively, they could be scary. Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, and a guy who doesn't necessarily put up these astounding numbers, but a guy to keep an eye on with the Chargers defense is Kyle Van Noy. Oh, I like that. Good call. Good call. I thought you were going to say Derwin James. I like that. You popped it. No, no. Derwin, Derwin went healthy. We've seen what he can do. And so, but Kyle Van Noy is just, if you're an opposing offensive player, he's the guy that just annoys the you-know-what out of you. I like okay? it. Like he can it. block a field goal. He can be on special teams. He can get the pick. He can force a fumble. He can rush the passer. He's your actually prototypical Bill Belichick player. And came from the Patriots. And, and it's hard to believe the Lions actually let him go so many years ago in a trade with New England. How about that? Unbelievable. Unreal. I love I love this analogy that you got. You bring it all back out. It's such a beautiful thing. i got to grasp. i got to write it all down. All right, the Raiders. Um, I called them Fugazi all of last year, and then they had that little run at the end and actually gave the Bengals a fight in the uh, wild card. Yes. You know, they really did. So they're legit. Josh McDaniels comes in. Um, but in my opinion, Russell, I think they're being overhyped a bit. Am I wrong? I don't know if they're being overhyped, I think. Well, you could be right in this sense. I think when you're the Raiders, you're always going to have hype. Okay, True. They're one of the national teams. Yes. Okay, there's a, there's a the Packers, the Steelers, the Cowboys, the Raiders, to a degree, even still the Bears and so on. Yeah. Those are national, like, even though Tampa Bay and the Rams have won the Super Bowls the last two years, you don't necessarily think of those as the giant, enormous fan bases that people talk about. And that's not a knock on them. I mean, the Buccaneers haven't been around theoretically that long. And the Rams have changed more cities than you know, exactly. Bay. But exactly. the Cleveland Rams, the St. Louis Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, okay? Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, um, be, listen, they haven't had a quality defense in more than a decade. So they need that to happen. Getting Chandler Jones was I know a lot of people talk about the Devontae Adams trade, getting Chandler Jones to be opposite Max Crosby. That could be some scary things. One of my bold predictions that I made earlier this year, I think the Raiders end their postseason losing streak. They have not won a postseason game since they beat the Titans in the 2002 AFC title game. Wow. Wow, wow. That long? That is unbelievable. I, well, they I, haven't been in the playoffs a lot. It's hard yeah, to get in the postseason street when you're not in the postseason. I mean, we're talking about Rich Gannon days, right? Yes. You're yeah. talking Rich Gannon days. It's Gee, exactly what right. is, man. Oh, my God. Almost 20 years. Okay. Let's see if they break that streak. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to remember this one. Definitely going to remember it. All right. How about the Broncos? All right. They got a new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, coming in from Green Bay. Going to run the offense. They're primarily a defensive team. Vic Fangio just couldn't get the job done as the head coach. But now it's what everybody said. Oh, if they just had a quarterback. Well, now they have a quarterback. They got Russell Wilson, who to me is still very good. He's not elite, not upper tier. But to me, I, I think that team was good enough last year. If they had a decent quarterback, they could have made some noise. So I think that Denver actually will take a turnaround. I'm already predicting that they're going to make the playoffs. But what record, I don't know and how far they're going to go. But I like Denver. What about you? Well, I like them, too, to improve. Um, and by the way, they haven't had a winning season since 2016. Okay, time. five years in a row. They won the Super Bowl in 2015. They actually started out four and zero after Peyton Manning retired, and then mm-hmm. went nine and seven and fell apart. Five straight losing seasons. That's not something we're used to with the Broncos. Oh. My call on them is they will snap that streak. They will have a winning season, but I think they're going to fall short of the playoffs. Oh, you do? okay. So more like they could be a nine and eight uh, sort of yes. team, or even ten and I seven. Like a, 
I th- I would think as competitive as I think the AFC will be this year, I think ten will get you in. Okay. okay. All right. Well, you might just years ago Miami got ten and couldn't get in. I know. So. I know. That's right. But yeah, you're right. But some of these teams, look, we're talking about the AFC West. They're going to have to beat up on each other a little bit. And mm-hmm. the Chiefs are probably going to be doing the biggest beat down of them all. I mean, I mean, look, they lost Tyree Kill, and you and I both agree that that is a big loss and a huge gain for Miami. There's no doubt. But bringing Juju Smith and uh, Pringle is gone, so they're going to have to make McCole Harbin more of the offense. I think that they need to get that running back, not necessarily just a running game, but use that Brian Westbrook style that Andy Reid used to love and have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire become that if he's capable. And I think that will help the offense more. But are the Chiefs still the team to beat in this division overall? And given, you know, the things that I said right there, do you agree, disagree? Where are you, where are you at? Well, listen, they've won the division six straight years. Mm-hmm. Okay. They own it. They own they're it. still the fort runner. And their divisional record under Andy Reid is incredible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you, you just talked about the Broncos. The last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs was week two of 2015. Oh, God. That was the year the Broncos won the Super Bowl. Wow. Um, (laughs) And the record against the Chargers has been been pretty formative. They lost to the Chargers at home last year. Okay, but then they went back and beat them in Los Angeles in that wild overtime game with Travis Kelsey is still running. What Kansas City needs more than anything else, Jason, A, they had a terrible year turning over the ball last year. But Uh B, Steve Spagnuolo has been the defensive coordinator for the last three years. Go back and look at how streaky they've been. They started out great in 2019, got hot in time to win the Super Bowl. They carried that over into 2020 and then fell apart down the stretch. Last year, during the first seven games when they were three and four, they were horrendous defensively. Then they got hot again. And then late in the year, the team couldn't protect an 18-point lead at home in the playoffs. You're 100% right. I remember that absolutely like it was yesterday. I remember them getting like, all of a sudden, Kansas City is this big defensive juggernaut all of a sudden midway through the season. And they weren't scoring a lot of points. Like you're saying, how Cleveland, they weren't complimenting each other. Kansas City wasn't complimenting each other quite. And they still you know, get to the AFC Championship. I think right. I, 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 would, I would rename them the Coney Island Chiefs because that's a bigger <laughs> roller coaster ride as you'll ever see. Yes, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Hey, being from Brooklyn, I could totally relate right there. But I guess as long as you have Patrick Mahomes on your team and he's your quarterback. It helps. It helps when he hangs yeah. on to the ball, though, too. That's also very important. You know, you don't have to throw it with your left hand. We've already seen it once. We're impressed. Don't do that anymore. All right. NFC time. Um, well, I still have time. Giants. Okay, let's start with the New York Giants. Nikki, my co-host, her favorite team. Brian Dable, I love the move, or at least the potential of the move, him coming in there now. I don't know if Daniel Jones is going to be the guy. He's not married to him. He's not tied to him. Do you think that he pulls the trigger if Jones is just pooping the bed week by week six and goes to Tyrod Taylor? I could see that happening, um, but I don't know necessarily if that will happen. I also like Brian Dable. I also like Joe Sheen the general manager. I think this is a smart combination. I think the Giants will be one of the more improved teams in the league. And I say that also because I think Washington and Dallas are both going to have some issues. Um, I kind of like Philadelphia in that division. Um, I think people forget, well, not everybody, because that would include 9 billion people. Um, <laughs> I think people, some people forget that. The Eagles have been in the playoffs for the last five years. That's right. That's right. Okay. They've done it with different head coaches. They've done it with different starting quarterbacks. They've done it with the same general manager, as much flack as Howie Roseman gets sometimes and so on. But you look at what Philadelphia did in the offseason. I know I'm jumping around here again. That's okay. I love it. They didn't do, they didn't do a lot in terms of bringing in 
new new names. They did bring in two rookies from that Georgia defense. Okay, mm-hmm. um, they did bring in AG JJ Brown via trade. Right. Um, they also got James Bradbury. Right. From the Giants just got yeah. rid of because they couldn't afford him anymore. That's right. He's a solid. They court. got a guy who began his career with the Cardinals, really didn't do much for three years, and then broke out in a big way. Went to Carolina last year, had a big year. Hassan Reddick could solve some pass rushing issues. The Eagles last year in the regular season only had 29 sacks, one of the lower totals in the league. Wow, that is very low. Wow, that's extremely low. That, Dallas, that. by the way, the problem with Dallas, by the way, is I jump around here like a bouncing ball. I love them. Um, I think they're off. I think their defense is going to rule the day, and I think that's going to be the deciding factor offensively. I'm not sure what they're going to do. It's funny. Last year, Dallas led the league in scoring. They had 530 points. That's right. If memory serves. Their offense and defense units scored nine touchdowns. That's a great call. That's a great okay. call right there. You don't get that every year, and that goes into your scoring. But is that that's why one of my bigger stats when I'm doing offenses is offensive touchdowns, rushing and receiving, that's right. not total scoring. touchdowns. Scoring, absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out because I feel like – look, Amari Cooper I'm not the biggest fan of. I think that Cedric Wilson is up and coming, and now Gallup is hurt, so all you got is C.D. Lamb, and I do like Lamb, but – Dalton Schultz, okay, is Zeke and Pollard going to share the backfield? I'm not I'm not crazy about that. I'm certainly not crazy about the commanders. I need to see Chase Young and that defensive line come back and get better. But I'm loving Philly right now because of the division mainly alone. You know, you still got, you know, Fletcher Cox over there and Darius Slay. And you got the, the kid um, um, from Alabama, the wide receiver. Why can't I get his name off the top of my head right now? Devontae Smith. Thank you, Devontae Smith. Right. He looks like he's solid. This, You know, bringing it. Jalen Hurts seems to be like a winner. Like he just knows how to win wherever he goes. And, you know, I, I feel like I think he's going to really surprise some people this year. I really do. Well, I mean, I thought it was very obvious that he had the playoff jitters last oh, year sure. against yeah. Tampa Bay. And we've seen that with other good, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger in the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. You alluded to that early. That first mm-hmm. playoff game or that first playoff run, which was funny for Ben because he actually played great in the first three playoff games that year. But the Super Bowl was a whole different experience. You, you know, it's actually really funny if you think about it. The, these quarterbacks from Alabama and Ohio State, they play in more postseason games in college now than they do in the pros, I think. <laughs> because you have playoff games. You actually have playoff games in college. That's right. Hey, you they, know? It's about time, really. I don't yes. know what they're College ain't my thing, but you know, no, more than no, complaints, no, it's it, it's been fun to watch. No, hey, it has, and look, hey, they they make the NFL. We don't have any players without them, so I'm I'm grateful. Believe me, I'm grateful. All right, so um, Eagles making some noise, but not and the Giants. I like it. Nikki's gonna be happy to hear that you think the Giants are gonna take a step forward. I agree with you. I just don't know how big the step is gonna be, but I do like them moving. No, forward. but got listen. They've had they haven't been in the playoffs since 2016. Their record the last five years is about, about as bad as it can get. Yeah, I uh, guess it's the Gettleman, I think Dave yeah. Gettleman made his share of interesting calls. Um, <laughs> but it just, it, it just, I, 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 listen, I never had a problem with the Saquon Barkley move. Okay. Um, because I thought that was a, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. He never fixed the offensive line, and that's been a big part of their demise. Absolutely. The offensive line has been their demise. No doubt about it over the past three, four seasons. If you want to go back that much, there's no doubt. Yeah. It seems that once you lose a Manning, uh, you don't win any playoff games anymore. That's pretty amazing, right? There's another stat we brought out. A Manning goes, you're done. That's it. Forget about it. You're out of here. 
All right, NFC North. Um, I still think Green Bay's got a full lock on this, even losing Devonta Adams. Look, I think their defense is much better than people are giving credit for because they're so focused on Aaron Rodgers. And then you have A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones. I don't think that Rodgers needs to throw for 4,500 yards and 40 touchdowns this year. I think that they can be a more solid ground team and play really good defense. Do you agree? Yeah, they and they need to play better defense. Um, yeah, they do. You know, they made and went out and bolstered their front seven in the draft and free agency. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, that's what they need to do. They're a mo- mediocre run defense. So when their offense isn't clicking, they couldn't rely on that defense to do that much. Mm-hmm. Okay. They got, you know, they have had a physical mismatch, even though they beat the Niners last year and in, in week three on a Sunday night, they have had a physical mismatch with the San Francisco 49ers offensive and defensive lines for about three or four years. And you know, that game came down to the last second. Yeah, we had them on the ropes and it was a couple of Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I mean, exactly. Oh yeah. He, you know, Aaron Rodgers made a tremendous throw to Devontae Adams. Mason Crosby made a big field goal and so on. The Packers, like, listen, the Packers have won 13 games, three straight years, which doesn't mean a hell of a lot of you can't get to the Super Bowl and so on. So, but, and, but I think there's an, that's another team you know, when I say they bolster their front seven, that's another team like the Eagles who took a pair of Georgia defenders. He got them both in the first round, okay? An inside, inside linebacker and, and defensive end, okay? Jerron Redu, they got from Kansas City, used to be with Seattle, yes. I think was a big addition yes. for them and so on. So they got to make sure their offensive line is secure. I don't know if they're going to sign a veteran with Bakhtiari kind of up in the air again and so on. But mm-hmm. they do need to be a more – listen, they have the potential with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon to run around you and run through you. I yes. wish they would run through you just a little bit more. I totally so, so it'll be interesting if you're – I mean, listen, I think Minnesota is dangerous. They've got some real potential there, um, you know, with their weapons and new head coach yeah. and so on. Um, and they lost so many close games last year. Do you agree with bringing in Kevin O'Connell, though? Like, do you think that was a smart – or should they have gone after another defense? I know Gary's uh, – you know, Zimmer was a defense specialist anyway. Mike but Zimmer. Mike Zimmer. I'm thanking you. <laughs> Gary Zimmer, thinking of a former linebacker or something over here. Um, I thought that was weird, though. I thought they should have gone for another defensive guy because they – Well, they need help. Defensively, the last two years, they've fallen off. There's no question about it. A couple of years ago, they were downright scary on defense. That's right. They haven't right. had the crash rush. Daniel Hunter – has that you know been on and off the field and so on? When he plays, he's about as good an edge rusher as there is. But absolutely, uh, defensively, you haven't been able to count on them um, as a late. Now they have, uh, I believe, Ed Donatel there, who is a Vic Fangio guy, and he That's knows right. the division fairly well. So I would have higher hopes from it. I think they'll rebound on defense, but they've got to learn. And listen, at times they give the Packers problems. Okay, there's no yep. doubt about it, and so on, because it's another team that can run the ball on Green Bay, and they're not afraid to unleash uh, Dalvin Cook on them and so on. Mm -hmm. So I I still think that's a a, a two-team race in that division. Um, I think Justin Fields is going to have a big year productive-wise. I don't think the Bears are going to have a great year. I actually look for the Lions to escape the basement and leapfrog back down. I agree. I agree. uh, Past them and so on. I think Dan Campbell brings a lot to the table. I think he learned during his brief stint with Miami. I know a lot of people, you know, the antics or whatever and so on. But mm-hmm. they, they are responding to them. And they had an, another team did not sign 45 guys. They were very 
judicious of who they brought in, had a couple first round draft picks. They needed a pass rusher. They got Hutchinson and so on. Detroit's an intriguing team to me. And I think they will be much more competitive in the division, which up until the last couple of years, they were terrible in their division. Listen, I 1 billion percent agree with you. I think that they do respond to Dan Campbell. There's no doubt about it. And they want to play from it. I saw a lot of fight in them last year. So Lions, yeah, they will be an exciting team to actually watch. I, I, I agree with that. All right, we got some two more divisions to get to, and I want to make sure we get to them. So let's do the NFC South. Um, my other co-host, Damian, his New Orleans Saints. I'm not a big believer in Jameis, man. I just don't think that he can do it. He's got to be, to me, the ultimate game manager and let the stars around him and on defense do their thing. I don't think that he's going to be the reason why they win. That's just my opinion. What do you I think? would hope he's not the reason they win. I would actually hope this is going to sound weird. I would hope a quarterback isn't the sole reason a team wins. Because if you rely on your quarterback, okay, to throw for all these yards on all these touchdown passes, history just tells you that you're doomed to failure. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll just throw this out for you. There have only been two quarterbacks to throw at least 40 touchdown passes in the season to win the Super Bowl the same year Tom Brady two years ago and Kurt Warner in 1999. And if you think that's interesting, that is. In the 56 years of the Super Bowl, no quarterbacks ever led the league in passing yards and won the Super Bowl the same year. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That's a hell of a stat right there. Wow. I love it. I got to bring this out on Knowledge with Nikki or something. That is excellent. Yeah. uh, Look, I'm with you. James, he can't be the reason. I know. Did I cut out? You don't need Jameis Winston with 35 touchdown passes and 23 interceptions. Nope. (laughs) You You need Jameis Winston like you saw him at the beginning of last year, where after six and a half games, he had 14 touchdowns and three picks. Right. That's what you want. And he didn't look like he was pushing it, doing all. He looked like he was just playing within the game. But Sean Payton's not there now. It's Dennis Allen. So if it will hurt. Yeah. Right. That's going to be, listen, and Bruce Allen was a head coach in this league before, but not overly successful. But then again, he was with the Raiders organization when they were going right. through their, you know, we're going to change coaches every year and a half or whatever. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Al Davis rolling over in his grave. Poor man. Uh, a lot of people think the Falcons are going to be like the worst team ever. But I do like Drake London and Kyle Pitts. I think, well, we'll see what happens to Drake London. I think Kyle Pitts is on his way to being a top five tight end in the league. Not much to speak of this year. They're hoping Desmond Ritter works out. But not much to go there with them. The Panthers, the biggest story is, is Baker Mayfield versus Sam Darnold. So there's nothing. But Tampa Bay is the other team that's like, okay, Tom Brady is back. They lose some guys, obviously. Look, losing Antonio Brown and Gronk is hurts. Major, there's no doubt, but that's why I think Russell Gage is going to have a really, really big mm-hmm. year. What do you think? I agree. I agree on Russell Gage. I agree. Julio Jones will bounce back mm-hmm. after a couple rough years. The one thing that was encouraging about Jones is he came back at the end of the year for the Titans and then also played in the playoff game. Okay. And from what right. I'm reading and so on, it sounds like he's been pretty much of a positive. Uh, I'm going to jump back to Atlanta. You want to talk about a team that's had a major problem the last couple of years? Um, just last season alone, T.J. Watt had 22 and a half sacks, correct? Right. right. Robert Quinn had 18 and a half for the Bears. Mm-hmm. The Falcons had 18. <laughs> Jeez, that's awful. Gosh, that's terrible. That's just yeah, terrible. I mean, and, and with the, the, the you know last year, Dean Pease working <laughs> with Arthur Smith, they used to work together in Tennessee. The the, the thing about Atlanta that is 
hard. They had brought in so many people. They were signing people left and right, left and right. It also it somewhat reminded me. The Bears did that a lot too, to be honest with you. This year, yeah, yeah. it kind of reminded me of the Texans offseason last year. You mm-hmm. keep on bringing people in, in and out, in and out, in and out. Uh, in and out is, makes a great burger. <laughs> in and out does not make a great football roster. <laughs> I freaking love it. That is so well done. All right. I'm, I'm just setting up sponsors for you, pal. I know. You're really like, you're just, you're perfect. this is it. I mean, I don't have to do anything over here. You just, my man does it all. Just works the whole room. I love it. All right. We got our last division and we only have a couple minutes left. I know. So I don't think the Rams are going to have an easy time repeating. Matthew no. Stafford's going to cut back on their interceptions big time. You can't rely on the defense to get you out of that mess all the time. So no OBJ. Will Allen Robinson fit in like a glove? What do you think? Well, listen, they, they also got to get – now that Andrew Whitworth missed a lot of the season last year, I understand that, mm-hmm. you know, eventually returned. They got to be set on the offensive line. Uh, Matthew Stafford is having some, you know, what, elbow issues or whatever yeah. so far. Um, you know, but, but the Rams have found a way the last couple of years under Sean McVay and Les Snead and be able to bring in key players at clay time. They still have Aaron Donald. They now mm-hmm. have Bobby Wagner. Okay. Yes. So that's yes. something to keep in mind as well. That's right. Um, we haven't seen a repeat champion since the 0304 Patriots. It's Correct. Okay. Correct. And I'm not saying I'm too early for me to make any kind of <laughs> Super Bowl predictions or anything like that. Arizona, to me, I, my take on Arizona this year is they're going to run a reverse. They're going to start still. slow and finish strong. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. The other way around, but I don't have them in the playoffs. And I know I'm going to break your heart here, but. I've been watching the, the roster of the San Francisco 49ers, another team that seems like they're bringing people in and out, in and out, and in and out. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance, I think, still has some things to learn and so on. Uh, I think it's going to be kind of a choppy year for them. Okay. Now, that being said, they started out choppy last year and got all the way to the NFC title game. True. Okay. True. Seattle, I'm not sure what to make of. Geno Smith, uh, Drew Locke, uh, they have Noah Fant. Um, yeah. Defensively, we haven't seen a lot. Of, you know, they, they you know it, they went from the the Legion of Doomed instead of the Legion of Boom. Okay, no so, kidding. <laughs> no more Russell Wilson, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think that division, as strong as it was last year, might take a big bit of a dip. Totally okay? agree. Totally this agree. might take a bit of a dip overall, and maybe you see some. You know, maybe Minnesota gets back in the playoffs. Maybe. Um, I, I, I wouldn't, you're going to laugh at this. I wouldn't even rule the Lions being sneaky. I'm not laughing. Six or a seven seed. I think that that is absolutely, look, we, we've seen weird things happen every single, we've seen yeah. going back to the Corona days, a three and 13 Rams team now all of a sudden win the Super Bowl the next year. I don't count. And it's the NFL. Anything can happen in this league. Well, here's what I'll also tell you, Jason. Um, and I don't have it in front of me right now. So I'm, I, I'm not going to give you the exact number. I want you to, maybe the next time I come on. Go back and look at the NFC Super Bowl representative about the last nine or ten years. All right. More times than not, they had a losing season the year before they went to the Super Bowl. Very interesting. It's a really odd thing, and it's really more NFC than AFC, although we saw the Bengals last year rebound from a losing season and go to the Super Bowl. So uh, I, I, I can't explain it, but that's the fun part about the NFL. That's okay. right. The ball isn't round, and no one knows what the hell is going to happen. <laughs> you got it. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? I don't. We can make our predictions, and we can fill up our heads with stats and this and that, but who knows? Right now, the Bills are the favorite in the AFC. I think 
The Rams are most part the favorite in the NFC. And they right. kick off the season against they the kick off the season, right? So most likely we won't see them at the end of the season, but we'll get to see them probably at their best in the beginning. Who knows, man? But this has been great. I wish we had more time, but we have all football season, Russell. So I would love to have you back on again, probably more than once, <laughs> a few times. I, feel I, mean, like I felt like I was on the speed round of the $25,000 period. <laughs> There's so much more knowledge in there that we could have got out. Did I win a toaster oven? Oh, with that, that's, can you guess the price? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Russell, thanks so much. Hey, listen, let everybody know the best place they can find you, what you got going on next, because I know you got to get out of here in a minute. Please let us know. Uh, Bax Football Guru on Twitter. Everything I write, everything, podcast I do, everything, um, if you follow me on there, you're going to get it whether you like it or not. As I, as I quote the great Liam Neeson, I have a special set of skills. <laughs> I will find you, and I will follow you. So. I love it. Yeah, really, honestly, one of the best. One of the best. And again, we broke this out saying NFL historian. This is what I'm talking about. He doesn't need a computer in front of him. He's got all this knowledge. Boom, boom, boom. It just pops up. Stats. I love it. Russell, you're amazing. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I really appreciate it. You got it, Jason. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good to me. Power 32 podcast. We are out for now, but we'll see you next time. All right. <laughs>